This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder. All right. Top end of the back hour of the show, everybody. Back end of the top hour. Wherever we are, (laughs) we're coming to you live on RPR. I should have been a rapper. Uh, Okay, so we got uh, an excellent segment coming up. Like we said, we have been uh, doing our best uh, to get out of the studio and out into the community with, with the people. And so we were at St. Mary's uh, Central High School for the unveiling of uh, their new Crown Dome last show. Uh, and now this show, we are all the way up in Minot, North Dakota, at Bishop Bryan Catholic School. And we have uh, the, the blessing of being here with the leadership class during third period, uh, which is, uh, uh, you know, it consists of, of many different grades, freshmen all the way up through seniors. So say hello, kids. Hi. Okay. That was lame. Louder! Say hello! (laughs) There we go. I feel like a rock star. Uh, Okay, so... You are a rock star (laughs) all the time. I was a rock star back in the day. No, you I had a, I had my own band. You had a band. Uh, well, that doesn't two, make it, you a rock we star. We almost went big. I'll just say it that way. Got a different plans. Coffee for shop of 50 people. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we, uh, Father Nelson and myself, I just started. Father Nelson, the prez here up at Bishop Ryan, is still with us. The prez. The prez. And we uh, are teaching this leadership class, so... Father and I live together and have now for eight years, and uh, we have a lot of lively discussions in our rectory. We we come from two different sort of worlds, but think at the same time, well, it, it makes for very good conversations. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> That's for sure. Lively. So we got just, you know, kind of playing around with virtue and uh, what we're talking about here in a second, Myers-Briggs, and uh, various angles of... Uh, self-knowledge and what it would mean to be successful. And we said, you know, not only is there the academic pillar of formation, not only do we do an outstanding job in the, in the diocesan schools of Bismarck uh, with spiritual formation and the, the chaplain's program, but there's this, speaking of Pope John Paul II, who gave us these uh, insights, but there's the human pillar of formation. And a huge part of our humanity is understanding who we are. And how to apply certain principles to ourselves and what we're supposed to be achieving in life. And that gives way then to the, the, the word, really, that we've been speaking a lot about in Catholic education uh, within our diocese. And that's just simply happiness. Mm-hmm. And so I think what we want to pass on to our children, what we want our children to possess throughout their lives is, is that word happiness. Absolutely, yeah. And we, we built this leadership course really around the concept of happiness as the... Uh, principal motivator between or behind all people's actions. So no, no matter what somebody's doing, they're always doing it because in some way they think that it's going to help them to be happy. And so what we did is we, we built this around uh, two basic <coughs> concepts, the idea of virtue uh, and then the idea of uh, one's personality profile, which is the, the, the subjective uh, lens through which you approach life. Uh, and so in the front half of the, the uh, class, I, I took the students through two books, um, Alexander Havard's uh, Virtuous Leadership book, in which he basically builds the concept of leadership on the idea of, of having a virtuous character, 
And then the second book we dealt with was um, Father Robert Spitzer's Happiness book. Uh, and the reason we did that was because we wanted to uh, solidify the idea that if you're going to be a true leader in today's world, you have to be uh, solidly convinced that there is more to life than getting yours here and now, which is what the world preaches. This idea that uh, eat, drink, and, and be merry today because tomorrow you die and then that's it. Right. Uh, and so one of the things Spitzer does is he shows how uh, a virtuous life actually fulfills the five transcendental desires in our hearts for perfect goodness, for perfect beauty, perfect love, uh, perfect truth, and perfect justice, and how God is real and as a result of that is able to fulfill those desires uh, after death. So let's start there because we, we have some uh, students that are brave uh, and coming live on the air to all potentially 2.5 million of you out there. Uh, and so we want to, you know, give us a little bit of the insight of that first part of the class. Like, what did that mean to you guys? What, what maybe personally uh, has changed or are you striving for or maybe sort of a, uh, a moment of enlightenment? Um, anything that you can share regarding that first chunk of the leadership class? Um, before we started the Virtuous Leadership book, we looked into the... I think there's five levels of happiness and you like just see how much everyone's staying within like the first and second level of happiness and in the culture you yeah mean. yeah exactly and as we've even been talking about we're gonna get to the Myers-Briggs here in a second but you know the, the thing is if you don't even know that there are five levels of happiness right so so much of this uh, is is people just coming to the knowledge of you know it reminds me of uh, uh, of some of the, some of the scriptures, you know, I didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. You know, it's like okay, well, once I know about this thing, then I want God to give it to me. So. It reminds me of food. You know, like you know, if you don't know a certain food, right. you don't know how good it is. If like, all you've the eaten first is mac and cheese, yeah. and chicken noodle soup. But then when you get carbonara, and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know pasta could taste this good. Exactly. Right. It's a whole new enlightenment. Absolutely magnificent. And I love to eat. <laughs> and we both do. Uh, let's turn it back to the students. we got the four levels of happiness. I got, I got it wrong. There's four levels, not five. Um, but what else? What else, you guys? The first day with Father Nelson, he helped us put together a definition for what leadership is. And we put together that it's intentionally influencing others through motivation for a goal. Beautiful. Generic. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, again, if you're not thinking about that, now, you know, I wish that, and I went to St. Mary's Central High School a long time ago, 1995 um, is when I graduated. And outside of now Bishop Austin Vetter, I never had anyone in the four years that I was there, you know, suggest the thought process of self-awareness, uh, what being a real leader is. We certainly weren't talking about the four levels of happiness. You know, it was just a lot of linear learning and a lot of blah. And then, you know, once the priest showed up, then it was like, well, have you ever thought about being a priest? You know, I mean, that's kind of where it started for me. And then, obviously, the moments of enlightenment that happened in seminary. But the younger that we can get yeah. uh, people thinking about who they are, what they should be doing, what life actually is all about, reflective questions, then it's, it really puts you on a different trajectory. Yeah, we're like really hoping to inspire uh, through this kind of growth and self-knowledge. Uh, inspire within the hearts of our students um, maybe greater desires than they had or, or greater goals 
uh, to really serve the church and serve the world and, and contribute in a way that is ultimately going to lead others to heaven and themselves to heaven. That's what I think leadership ultimately should be. Well, and the under the underlying you know sort of reality there is again a, a, a revelation of who you are and what your potentials could be. Otherwise, I wouldn't say just happiness. I think like a lot of people are just living on that very superficial level of life. Like they don't know why they do certain things. They don't know where they're going. You know, the culture will be like, well, you need to make a lot of money, apparently. Okay, well, I mean, even like looking back on it, the guys in my class that like went to college, you know, got a job, made a lot of money, and then like left that job and had to go back to college or whatever it might be to get a brand new degree because they hated what they were doing. You know, at the end of the day, you got to be passionate about what you're doing. So, you know, who are you? What is your spirituality? What is your personality? How does that apply? What's most important to life? Mr. Steckler, what say you? So you have been in this class now for several several weeks, months. Yeah. Uh, what stands out to you? Um, not much really. Uh, just finding out the, like, levels of happiness and how to set a goal, like, um, to reach your end and not like change it and wander around. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of people floundering around right now in the world that not only don't even get the job, but they don't ever get anywhere. You know, I mean, it's like even reading about the homeless crisis that we have right now in California, which was the craziest thing. I was out there in L.A. this summer for a wedding. I uh, did this wedding, and I was taking an Uber back to the hotel, and I got talking to the, the driver, wonderful person, and I was like, you know, you see all of this stuff uh, regarding homelessness in California, especially L.A., and I don't see any of it. She's like, that's because they're hiding it from you, Father. So then we go down to the shanty town, and I'm not kidding you, everyone. There was like... 100,000 people living in this. I mean, it was like something out of a third world country. And these aren't like, you know, the 45, 50-year-old homeless person that's like kind of gone, you know, been doing this their whole life. These are all millennials. <laughs> and so it's like, how did this happen? Well, I'll tell you how it happened. There's no leadership. There's no self-understanding. They weren't, certainly they weren't challenged. No, no religion. They weren't challenged. And so they don't know what life is about. Yeah, so they're smoking Drugs, yeah. living in a shanty town, popping pills, you know, popping <laughs> pills, snorting, shooting, popping, whatever, wasting their life yeah. in a tent in Los Angeles. Well, and we've talked a little bit about that, haven't we, in, in class? Just about like where is this generation going? You know, and with the culture and the society out there and the things that face you guys, whether that's social media, which you guys know how I feel about some social media, <laughs> uh, or. Uh, well, mostly social media. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys, yeah, they're not even millennials in the classroom right now. These are all homelanders. It's the new generation, homelanders. So what are we going to get a good from question the is, homelanders? Where do you guys see your generation going? Yeah, what, cha what changes are you going Like if you, if you had the ability to go out with no – you couldn't fail, what would be the thing you'd go after? What would be the thing you'd want, you'd want to see changed within the world? Just the way people treat each other. Because right now it's like all about yourself and where you're going to get and how much you can get. And you're not really looking after others who don't have like as much as you have. Amen. And that's where people think that they're going to find their happiness, which goes back to the levels of happiness. We have to get out of the first and second level and move into helping others 
and that's what's really going to make us happy. Maybe, Which, maybe even, maybe even tell the listeners what the levels of happiness yeah, are. Good point. We, we keep. We I'm keep not even sure I know what they are. Yeah, so it, it basically Spitzer breaks it down into four levels, uh, which begin with your basic needs and, and kind of your physical, uh, sensual uh, desire for pleasure on, on level one. So hedonism would be like level one. I'm just <laughs> trying to serve my basic desire for pleasure. Sex, and drugs, comfort. and rock and roll. Yep, exactly. And then, then level two is what he calls the ego comparative drive, which is that I'm judging my happiness and I'm, I'm, I'm uh, basically taking value in winning uh and winning in comparison with everybody else losing so what this does is it destabilizes one's identity uh and and removes one from the proper understanding of relationship which is founded in god and in love in which you're constantly protecting your ego you're constantly selfish and you're constantly seeking to feed yourself with accolades prizes uh and, and just winning uh and then the third level is where the shift really happens. So people who, who succeed and have any kind of stable happiness have to move from level two to what he calls level three, which is the contributive level of happiness that I no longer am living for myself, but I'm contributing to a greater good that is beyond me and, uh, and is a bigger uh, goal than just serving myself. And then ultimately level four is God. It's communion with God. It's a tra- He calls it the transcendent level. Uh, so the idea that I'm involving my life uh and communing with with god in a spiritual way which is able to fulfill all my desires what's cool about it too is it opens up like when you when you're living out of the the hedonistic egocentric life it's so narrow like all you have is you and like you're boring like if you think about it and this is why people who live there are constantly going on another vacation uh finding some new hobby uh giving themselves over to whatever because they're Bored, like, and I and I think if you look at the world as a whole, or exhausted. Yep, they're either bored or exhausted because they have to keep up. Yep, you have to constantly. This, <clears throat> I have to. I have to keep proving myself exactly. that I am worth something. Yep. But when you go into level three, level four, you open up like a world. Yeah. That is not about you. It's huge, and it's the possibilities are endless. Yep. What do you guys think the temptations are for your your generation uh, in terms of maybe? not getting to that level three or that level four level of happiness and ultimately being spiritual leaders. I feel like most people fear that if they help others, then they're going to fall behind and like not be as successful. That's it. That's very interesting. That is insightful. Yeah. So, um, when you're like trying to help others and if you like feel like you're putting yourself, um, after them, then you're not, getting to the same level as them and like you're not succeeding and maybe you're not making as much money as them but maybe you're happier and like all right well that would be the hope absolutely so it's the material versus like the interior right so i don't want to fall behind materially even though i might be happier on the inside we want to thank everybody who's been on the show these three wonderful students today as well as the rest of our wonderful students in the background stay tuned everybody we got grace fisher up next and we will be right back where the focus is not on the evil around us but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good we're local engaging and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.